Gotta. Please explain. Oh, what do you mean? I, I want white to girl go wasted? from running a barbecue business to white girl <laughs> wasted. Welcome to Cue the Mic. Welcome back, guys. Episode 29. Episode 29. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's going on in Iowa today? Is it still cold? Freaking cold. Yeah. It's supposed to start getting warm tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got up this morning like I do in Florida. I always get up and go on a two-mile walk every morning while I'm here. And, you know, it's, I don't know, 69 degrees here. And this morning... It's mm-hmm. going to be really cold today, according to the locals. It's only going to get up to 80. Mm. But I, be I'm nice. on my walk. I'm on my walk in my t-shirt and shorts. And and uh, here's all these old people in thermal yeah. winter coats. Isn't that crazy? Riding their bikes and walking in full down gear. And I'm like, they're looking at me like, oh, northerner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always just, thought that stuff was interesting. What a beautiful, beautiful sunrise! I watched. I was walking as the sun was rising, and well, the sun doesn't rise till like seven thirty, seven forty-five here. Mm-hmm. And so, it was a a nice, beautiful walk. Nice, cool breeze, and we had a pretty sunrise too today. Yeah, just walked through the mm-hmm. harbor. Lots of fun. Haven't really accomplished much down here at all. I'm looking at some new uh, catering software. Spent a lot of time doing that. And That's good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's when you've been with a catering software for what ten or twelve years now, and you're trying to make a change, um, and get more current with software and stuff. It's just that just the thought of it is just going through another startup. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've been with Total Party Planner that long? Yeah. Yeah, I think we started with them hmm. back in 2000. Wow, 2000, maybe 12. Oh, wow. Maybe I didn't realize it was. That, but, oh, yeah. Yeah. We were, because we started the big restaurant in what, 10? Mm-hmm. And so it, we might, we've probably been there since 2010, uh, actually. Really? That's kind of but crazy they, to think about. But they just, but they kind of refuse to, you know, a big segment of our business, not a big segment, but I think a getting bigger segment of our business is online ordering and the ability to yeah. place an order online and pay online and all this other stuff. And they've been very yeah. slow and very, I don't know, just haven't really seemed interested in, they've got the pay thing finally introduced but the whole right. where the customer enters the order, they're such a, their whole business models designed around um, big events and weddings yeah. and rentals and China and all that stuff. And we only use like a tenth of what they do. We're just looking for the express version. So I've been looking for two mm-hmm. years. I have yet to find anything that even yeah. resembles. People do a really good job on the front side and it's nice and it looks beautiful for the customer. But everything on the back side just stinks. Yeah. Because you still have to execute it in the kitchen. As big as our kitchen is, we still have to be able to take an mm-hmm. order and break it apart. You know, so side dishes are going one way and meats are going one way and desserts are going one way and that sort of stuff. So you got to be able to break it apart into different segments to get it prepped. Yeah. And then, you know, pull it out. So. Hmm. It's hard. Have you? So you haven't found anything that I, shows I, any sign? I, yeah, of I found. Hope? I found one actually. I found one. I did an hour long demo with the owner yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ninety percent of what we need, and so now I'm trying to figure out if I want to make a a play at them and say, "Hey, let's let's design this all the way, front and backside. You've already got the front end." Bring me into this thing as a financial partner and let's design, let's finish designing the other 10%. Mm-hmm. 
right? To mm. give them some incentive to be able to do that instead of me going out and trying to build what I want on my own. Because what I want mm-hmm. is what all my friends want too. You know, the yeah. you know, over at Porky Butts and, and Shigs and Pit and getting basted and all these barbecue, all these competition guys that are own barbecue restaurants, slaps. They all want the same mm-hmm. thing. They want, we all want the same thing. Just nobody yeah. can deliver it. Right. And maybe that's what, maybe having, you know, someone that it, on like the, that like it would actually use the back end and understands what needs to be in there for other customers would, or having someone help with that would probably be best. Right. So I'm trying to figure out if they'd bite on that or not, but rather than us just being a customer, because ultimately these guys, that they designed a software already mm-hmm. um, for the service industry and ended up selling it off. Hmm. And so then it's like, okay, let's build another software. And they had interest and neither one of them had any inter- any experience in the catering industry, but they had a lot of friends that did. Mm-hmm. So now. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Hey, I'm going to shut off this dishwasher. It's driving me crazy. Hey, okay. Sherry, we're we gonna, can't Sherry, hear it. Hey, Sherry, we're going to shoot the podcast. Okay, let's start the dryer and the dishwasher at the same time in my background. <laughs> oh, jeez. We can't even hear it. So it's just a him thing. It's always, always just a well, him no, thing. I, I, can, I can hear it. You can't hear it. I know you can't. We got all these fancy mics. Okay. I'm much better now. Right on. Life is good. Life is good. Life is good. Yeah. Okay. Did you get so, your jet lag? Are you over your jet uh, lag? It actually hit me more last night. So I got back Sunday. It's today's Wednesday. Last night I went to bed at 7.15. <laughs> I just like, it hit about 6.45, 6.50 and I was looking at my dog and I was like, you're on your own, man. I got to go to bed. <laughs> we hadn't been doing anything anyway, but yeah. I'm, so I'm ge- I'm getting really bad in Florida because when I'm in Florida, you know, when I'm in Iowa, I'm a seven hour, seven and a half hour mm-hmm. guy, right? Yeah. You know, you go to yeah. bed at eight thirty or nine, get up at four fifteen, four thirty. You know, mm-hmm. that's just yeah, that's my gig, and I feel like that's when I'm at my prime. If I get seven and a half hours sleep, I feel like I am totally rested. Mm-hmm. And then we come down here and I wake up and cause you know, the sleep machine tells me how long I've slept and you wake up and it's mm-hmm. like 10 hours. And I'm like, I cannot. And then you feel like shit all day cause I'm sleeping too much. Yeah. But That's, do you just not have any, why, why do you like, how does, cause you're not like an alarm guy, are you? I'm not an alarm guy. I'm not an alarm so, guy, but it's so dark. And it's always oh. dark, and it, it's always dark in Iowa too. But I don't know. I, yeah. I'm not sure why. It just just because you feel like you're on vacation mode. Yeah, but I'm not really. I don't know. It's weird. Mm. But yeah. I tend to sleep more in Florida, and I don't like it. Mm. But it's like, what am I gonna do? You know, get up at four mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning, sit there, and you know, you go outside in the pitch dark. You don't want to interrupt everybody that's in the house. Yeah, which was just sharing last night, but. Yeah. Hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm tired today. You're tired. I'd pull out an energy drink. Whoa. Yeah. It well, hit I got me. two sips into my Jamaican me crazy coffee. I, um, you never got me the... any of that, by the way. I didn't? No. You said you were going to, and you never did. Hmm. Hmm. What a bummer. Do you have a coffee grinder? No, I think that was why. No. Can't you get it pre-grind? Yeah, I was just there yesterday. I went to the roastery and ordered coffee and had them ship it to my house. Nice. Because if you buy four pounds of coffee, it's free shipping. <laughs> That's a lot of coffee. That's a not lot really. of coffee. I mean, not, I mean that'll last four me pounds? a couple months. Mu- well, it'll last me a couple months. I only have one cup a day. Oh. That'll last me a couple months. That's sad. Only a cup a day? Yeah, I just have one Yeti cup here, uh, one one Yeti cup in the morning. That's why I like my work from home days, because I'll probably have three or four cups. 
I have to make a full pot. Yeah, while well, I'm hand pressing, it's a little, little harder. That's fair. It's a little harder. That's fair. Yeah. So anyway, I've just been, I just haven't felt right when I was down here. My stomach just keeps turning ever since mm-hmm. I got here, and I've been trying to figure out what the deal is. And the first day we got here, Sherry made this Texas sheet cake. You ever had Texas sheet cake? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Recently it, too. It's delicious. Yeah. It's like crazy good and sherry had never made it but it was brian luke's birthday it's actually his Mm -hmm. birthday the other day so she made him a texas sheet cake before they arrived Mm -hmm. and so every and i've got this whole lactose intolerant bullshit that goes on that i can't have a lot of i can't have any milk i can't really have any cheese so i've been kind of nibbling on this texas sheet cake okay i've been eating two or three pieces a day right it's on the counter right dude so anyway, Dude. I can't figure out why my stomach's upset. And I'm like, told Sherry, I said, maybe it's that Texas sheet cake. And she goes, well, there was only like eight tablespoons of milk in there and then the whole cake. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm not going to eat any today. So I didn't have any yesterday. Getting feeling pretty good last night. And then oh, we got some candy for the trick-or-treaters. Oh, my God. Right? And so we got the 100 grand bars or whatever. Oh, we were going to oh. do fruit by the foot. And I'm like, wow, that's not a, that's pretty lame if anybody shows up. Well, of course, uh, we're in this I would have rather, I would have rather gotten foot. a fruit, yeah, than a 100 grand bar. So we had Fruit both. by the foot is superior. We had both. Of course, Rightfully we had so. zero trick-or-treaters because we live in <laughs> senior citizen neighborhood. And most yes. people aren't even back. You know, uh, half our neighbors are from Canada and whatever, or upstate New York or Jersey and whatever. Hell, they're not even down here yet. So it's just Sherry and I, and there's one other neighbor that are here. (laughs) Everybody else is gone. So dark. Nobody was, no trick-or-treaters. So I'm like, I might as well try out these 100 grand bars. So I had two or three of the little miniature ones last night. Sure enough, I wake up feeling like shit this morning. I'm like, God damn it, it must be the chocolate. Yeah. I can't believe I'd be that sensitive that milk chocolate would bother me. (laughs) That's kind of what comes with the territory of being lactose intolerant. God. (laughs) And then I went off the hook yesterday. Oh, geez. I bought almond milk. (sighs) I have. Yeah, it sucks. I swore. I would never. Oh, no, it wasn't bad at all. I I actually. Well, it. it sucks when it. When you, I have to, ma- I had to make that change when I started Ferrell's, and I was like, "This isn't, this isn't milk." I mean, it's fine, but it's not. See, I, didn't, I didn't think it was bad. I thought, I, but I was craving Cheerios, and how do you eat Cheerios for breakfast without milk? Right? You can't. Right. Well, you can if you're one year old. You know, Henley. Likes I mean, Cheerios, I could eat. But... Yeah, I could probably eat them without milk. Yeah, but I wanted milk, so I'm like, hey, sure, right. let's try this. Well, then, of course, you got 50,000 different options of oat milk and almond milk and oh, especially if you're pistachio in Florida. milk and da 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 mm-hmm. da And so you, then you get down to, okay, I'm just going to do the almond milk. Okay, well, then do you want the unsweetened? Do you want the sweetened? I, and I'm like, what? I do unsweetened. I got the unsweetened, too, because I'm like, I don't want it to be sweet. But I'm yeah. like, next time I think I should try the sweetened a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it's not too sweet, does because I'm thinking the sweetened maybe tastes more like milk. Yeah, I yeah I'm because I normally order almond milk nowadays in my coffee too, and I I'm curious just cause on that, if just because that's the bougie yeah. thing to do. No, because I'm not supposed to have milk. I still try to. I mean, I try to, still try to stick to my diet a little bit. You know. I've started to fall off some quite a bit. I spent a week where I just ate pasta, so there's that. But it was um, healthy pasta, remember? Yeah. Uh, but um, I I feel like I can't taste a difference between when I make it at home versus when I get it at, like, Starbucks. But between the sweet and unsweetened. But also, I don't know if they're using sweetened milk. You, you'd kind of assume they are, but... Huh. Interesting. It makes my coffee taste like burnt popcorn. I do know that much. And maybe that's just a me thing, but that is like, how it, like... So why would you burnt, put it in there? Because I just, I feel like I have to. I've started to get back to my old coffee routine, but why would I try you, why to... Why would you put it in there if it tasted like because popcorn? Because sometimes I can't just do straight black coffee. It just doesn't... 
Sometimes I just need it to be a little less intense. You just need better coffee. I get great stuff. I get great go stuff. Jama- go Jamaican me crazy. I get the, um, oh, it's community from Louisiana. Yeah. My gr- my aunt sends me the King's yeah. Cakes or whatever. Yeah. I love that stuff. It's sweet. Yeah. I could probably yeah. actually do that one black. I have some of that but, in my cabinet. Yeah. It's good stuff. It is good, but it's not near as good as Jamaican me crazy. I believe it. But I learned a lot um, about coffee yesterday too, because I walked into the coffee. Oh, yeah. ro- I walked into the coffee roastery, and man, they are mm-hmm. roasting coffee on full bore, and they got these huge grinding machines, and they're pumping out because they do not only you can they just have a little retail store that, store that's really a closet that you can walk in and buy stuff. But I wanted to mm-hmm. order it, so I went in, and they're like, "Oh, you want us to ship it? Let's take you down to the office on the other end." So I went and started talking to this gal about the coffee, and I said, "I'm just a." to Jamaican me crazy and I was trying to get what beans and whatever and she goes you know all this flavored coffee is just sprayed I'm like huh and she goes oh yeah she says we just take Brazil most everything comes from Brazil mm-hmm. and or Guatemala the coffee mm-hmm. gets sprayed with different flavorings so your pumpkin spice coffee is really just coffee that the beans get sprayed huh. after they get roasted I mean that makes sense yeah. Like, I didn't right. think that they were it's, just growing pumpkin it, spice beans. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the but, same kind. It's all the same kind. I wasn't sure that it was a sprayed thing. I, I didn't really know what. So it was interesting. Yeah. You know, she says, but I they had this Jamaican, um, oh, what's it called? Blue Mountain or something. I said, what's that? And she goes, mm-hmm. that's authentic coffee. That's like, but it was like $58 a pound. Oh, shit. Almost pulled the trigger on that one, but I didn't. <laughs> I kind of hinted yeah. to Sherry last year at Christmas time. I'm like, uh, look at this one. This one might be a nice Christmas present. I never got it though, so I'll have to make her try again this reminder. year. Yeah. Hmm. Now that I got yeah. in the Christmas spirit, because Halloween's over and we skip Thanksgiving. Dude, well, I saw somebody. They already put up their Christmas tree. Yeah, and me too. all their stuff. And I was like, I "You're the worst." Them. I just want to. Slap yeah, them. you. I don't. I'm like a put my Christmas tree up the week before Christmas and take it down the next day kind of person. Or I get lazy and I leave it up until the middle of January. Depends. But I don't put my Christmas tree up until like right before Christmas. I wouldn't put the Most of the time. Last year was a little weird. Sherry makes because of the grandkids. But she she will put it up. She'll probably put it up the day after Thanksgiving because I yeah. was like, hey, let's, Florida, let's fly to Florida the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, kind of a busy day. Well, I know she wants to put the Christmas tree up, mm-hmm. and then it'll be up. But we won't be home, and then, right. and then on Christmas Day, as soon as everybody's gone, it won't be five minutes. Let's take the tree down. <laughs> that's she, she, she is. Just that's like, a little intense. She is like ninja about. We're I, over. We're done. I and I'm kind of weird. I don't like to decorate Christmas trees. I'd rather just like leave the lights on and that's it. Like just a nice white light and yeah. and then that's it. And now I'm to the point of where I'm an adult, so I bought a fake one and I just fold it up, put it in a box, send it to my parents and say Oh, you parents <laughs> for storage. I don't have storage. Don't my house is tiny. I'm waiting for a shed. But my brother wants to build it. Who knows how long that'll take. Okay. But, well, yeah. enough about us. Yeah. Well, I guess it is our podcast. But... It is. Well, it's your podcast. So what's everybody been, uh, you know, getting any feedback, any requests from, yeah. um, from people about what they want to hear and what they want to talk about? Yeah, we did have a question on YouTube. Um, That was, oh, who's it by? Hold on. Let me find out who it was from. I just have the question. It was from... Scott, I'm not, or, yeah, wasn't it from, I can't even find it now. It doesn't uh, Yeah, anyway, we had a question about um, how do you make the leap from being a new competition team doing three doubles in two years to 20-ish events while balancing starting a new barbecue, or starting a new barbecue trailer business, or... But, like, kind of the whole how did you balance 
you know, how do you ba- competitions. How do you balance this? Because you, I mean, the competition is yeah. the fun part. And right. the work is, it's fun to start and it's yeah. fun to start a business. Don't get me wrong. But but it's work and it, they conflict. They conflict a lot. They even conflict today. Right. Right. But, you know, it's truly a balance. So back when we started, mm-hmm. you know, first I had a business partner because I knew nothing about right. the restaurant business. So I brought on a business partner that kind of ran the daily operations. I was oversight. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were only open five days a week. We we're open Monday through Friday. Now we might cater stuff, but we were only open five days a week, even though if we were oh, there, we were in the restaurant that. seven days a week. But we we're only five days a week. We we're just Monday through Friday. I didn't um, know because that. we we tried to compete on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times if we had caterings, you know, Shad didn't compete a lot. So at, mm-hmm. at that point, you know, he only competed four or five times a year. So yeah. I ended up going out and doing the competition and he would stay back and do the catering. But, you know, that's mm-hmm. his salary and that's what he got paid for. Um, and so, so it was a balance. But where we really hit the home run, I think, mm-hmm. was we found a bunch of competitions that you could vend at. Right. Mm -hmm. So we both could go do competition barbecue and Mm -hmm. we could vend at the same time. So we would bring in a crew of family. Most of the time it was family and they Mm -hmm. would do all the vending. We'd get up early in the morning. We'd be cooking and doing all this stuff, plus doing the competition. And then our family would serve it up at why we were doing turn-ins. Nobody would interrupt us during turn-ins. And then we'd go back mm-hmm. into vending mode, hmm. right? So you yeah. know, th- there was a lot of like Waterloo, Iowa and Mason City, Iowa had huge festivals, huge yeah. festivals that we would cook a huge amount of ribs and, and pork and brisket, which a lot of it we pre-cooked anyway. But we were yeah. able to do that and had family help us. So that was that was a way to get to do both of them. Now. There's not a lot today. I don't see much of that. I mean, I see barbecue festivals, but there's just not a lot of competitions that have a huge amount of of mm-hmm. barbecue vendors where it's an organized event, at least where we cook. You right. know, there may be one vendor set up if they think they're going to have a little public, but nothing like the tens of thousands of people that were at these events. Yeah. You know, so so we had to we had it easy. I mean, it was, Mm -hmm. it was tough. Don't get me wrong. It was tough, but it was an easy way to go knock out 10, 15, almost $20,000 worth of sales in a weekend, you know, which was huge dollars in sales compared to what we did on a weekly basis back then started. Oh yeah. You know, so it's a, it's a balance because you know, the trophy sells, right? You want Mm -hmm. the trophy. The trophy, yeah. by having the trophy, makes you legit. Yeah. But it's hard to get the trophy if you're going to work. You know, so there's this there's this balance, you know. And so early on, even even before we opened Smokey D's, when Sherry and I had the mm-hmm. catering business in our driveway, we had a lot of friends and family that knew how to do barbecue. So mm-hmm. it allowed me to, let's say, let's say we had a, a wedding on Saturday. I could mm-hmm. cook that meat on Thursday, cool it mm-hmm. down, process it, leave a smoker behind. A family member could come over, just heat stuff up and go deliver it to the wedding. Yeah. And and we would pay them for mm-hmm. doing it, but it always helps right. to have that neighbor or family member. You got to pay them. You can't expect them to yeah. do it for free, but it allowed you oh, yeah. to cater without being there. You know, so it's it's having that support group. You know, if you don't have that support group, kind of hard. You're probably not going to find much time to be on the barbecue circuit. But the other thing about being on the barbecue circuit is unless you do it a lot, it's almost mm-hmm. impossible to win that trophy. Not impossible in today's world, but it's tough. It's it's mm-hmm. very It's very tough to be good and consistent on the barbecue trail without cooking you know i don't think i was very consistent at all this year cooking 17 contests mm-hmm. you know yeah I, I seemed to be in streaks that i was consistent when i cooked three or four mm-hmm. in a row you became consistent right. but if you're only gonna you know so it's 
it's a balance. It's a balance of what's more important. And they both feed, you know, the, the yeah. competition is, that's why I still do it today. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Would my time be better spent in the restaurant improving processes and kissing babies? And yeah, probably. But I've never kissing been babies. that guy. Yeah, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies. You know, the old political oh, thing. Got it. I was like, where did that go from? Yeah. Well, you're shaking hands, kissing babies. You're roaming around it. And I've, mm-hmm. so I've never been that guy in our restaurant from day one because, Mm-mm. you know, and it, it's just, I've never been that guy. Will I walk through the restaurant and check on people? Yes. But I, I'm not there every single day roaming yeah. our restaurant, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't, some restaurants are all about the owner. I don't want the restaurant for me to be all about me. Right. So. Right. I feel like it is, though, a little bit. It, it is a little bit, but it is not. It wasn't I mean, intentional. You go, to some, you go to some of the restaurants and their food is lackluster. Mm-hmm. But if the owners work in the, the room every, you know, every hour yeah. and everybody meets the owner and has a story with the owner, instantly that food becomes better. Hmm. It's just, it's a balance. It, it's like you can go have mediocre food and amazing service. Yeah. And it's still, you'll go back. Right. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. can have great food and horrible service. Mm-hmm. And you may go back, but chances are you're not. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, speaking of great food, we, we went yesterday, we were out roaming around mm-hmm. and uh, we were doing stuff for this house and you know, the blinds people and the outdoor kitchen people and, you know, we're building this new house down here. And so we're trying to, you know, get this stuff all lined out. Yeah. Didn't know you were building a new house down there. Yeah. yeah building a new nice. house. Nice. So anyway. So yeah. But, so we're going around doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we said, hey, you know, it's. 3.30 in the afternoon, let's just stop at this place that changed hands. It used to be a kind of a barbecue place. But my wife's mm-hmm. like, I want to stop there. And I'm like, that's a barbecue place. She's like, no, it's not. It changed hands. I'm like, okay, we'll go in. And we just had the absolute best service, right? This gal mm-hmm. was just as friendly. She knew when to be there, but when not to be. But we ordered these that's pot huge. stickers. We ordered these mm-hmm. pot stickers that were... He could get them steamed or pan seared. I said, give us pan seared. And then we had wings. And Sherry loves mm-hmm. sweet chili wings. She loves wings. Mm-hmm. And they were both phenomenal over top good. Phenomenal over the top good with over the top service. And now it's like, right. we're, we're going here from here on out. Right. I, I mean, it was just, yeah. I, and, and it didn't hurt that it was 85 degrees and sunny and a light breeze and we we're under a tiki hut and it was, you know. <laughs> It had that whole Florida vibe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was just an amazing experience. So, of course, I went to the store last night. Of course, I'm going to make my own pot stickers, but they didn't have anything. So I I bought some pot stickers. I'm like, oh, we'll we'll try these ones that are frozen and (laughs) thawed You did the same thing twice yesterday? No. No. Oh. No. By the time we ate that, we got back. We're like, let's just have a couple appetizers and we'll have dinner later. Well, at 7 o'clock after a couple beers and... Mm-hmm. A couple beers and pot stickers and wings. I was still full. And she, I'm like, you want to eat? She's like, I'm not super hungry, but I think I, I'll be way hungry if I don't eat. So he had some leftover homemade meatballs that I. So I took these. She's been, she, she's been eating them in her omelet every morning. She's like, what do you want? Give me a meatball in the omelet. I'm like, really? Because I make her breakfast every morning. Mm-hmm. And so right. I make her. And she's like, this is phenomenal. I'm like, well, we got some meatballs left, but it'll take away your breakfast. But. So I, we had these really good rolls, these mm-hmm. Italian bread, chew, crunchy on the outside, very chewy. And yeah. I cut the sides off of it and put garlic butter on it and grilled it like a lobster roll, like our hen held mm-hmm. at the ordinary chicken. Oh, yeah. And did that and then put meatballs on the inside of it. And it so like a little meatball sub kind of thing. Yeah, it was a little meatball. And we split one of those. And it was... Uh, that sounds so she good. Still had, she still had meatball left for breakfast this morning. Yeah. Nice. I recognize that I took advantage of having a personal chef for a week. And now that I'm home, 
I'm not going to touch that stove. And I've been eating <laughs> in deli meat. I made, a, self, made myself a ham sandwich last night. And I was like, man, I really miss the luxury of having like a well-cooked meal. But what, What's those noodles? What's, what's those noodles? I was in the grocery store yesterday and uh, on my TikTok feed and Instagram feed is full of this mm-hmm. Tamuku or whatever. It's uh, who's the chef? Somebody Chang. Know. Somebody Chang. Look it up. Um, I've gotten more onto like the food. My brother and I like to send a lot of food stuff because JJ, my brother, loves to cook. And um, so I send him recipes all the time. And I'm like, hey, next time you're at my house, will you make this? I'll buy the groceries, but will you make it? And um, uh, the big thing that we saw was, um, oh, God, it was like this chicken parm thing that looked absolutely phenomenal. And I was like, I wonder if we could put that at the restaurant, at the OC. Let me see if I can find it. Chicken farm's easy because we're already doing the chicken. We just got to do a panko breading and I mean, it's not hard. Well, it was like a, it was like a pizza. I don't even know how to explain this. Oh, it was a garlic bread. It was a gar- chicken parm grilled cheese loaf. And hmm. it looks, I don't know if you guys will be able to, that's a guy eating it. It was, I'm going to send it to you. But yeah, it it like the end of it. This is what it looked like at the end. It's like really good. Now I can't find these noodles. I'm I'm, I'm scrolling through. Like I'm scrolling through Instagram like here. Whoa, jeez, hang on. It went to TikTok. <laughs> like, look at that. But yeah, oh, if we could make one of those, we had that as a shareable game changer. Shareable is a game changer. But these noodles, I mean, yeah, for like these just noodles are. It, it's this guy. Yeah. It's tamaku noodles or whatever mm-hmm. it's a it's a japanese noodle that's like ramen but it's not fried it's air fried mm-hmm. oh okay or something like that and it's got different flavors yeah. of it and they were mixing they were mixing chili crunch same company mm-hmm. as chili crunch they were mixing chili crunch and then an over easy egg mm-hmm. on top of it and then scrambling it all up in there in the yolk and mixing the noodles in looked really good. I had it in my hand yesterday. It's like $11. I'm like, this is $11 for fucking noodles. That's... Hey, man, that's just our reality. I know. It's tough. I know. I saw that and I saw on the news, California, Mm -hmm. minimum wage going to $20 for food service workers. $20. Dollars for food service workers in California. Hey man, you kind of have to. Like, it's just, it's hard to, it's hard I, to live. It's hard well, to live. Oh, I, and I understand. But the funny part of it, twenty dollars an hour, unless, uh-huh. unless the restaurant sells its own bread. Okay, that's the Wait. exemption. Wait a minute. Sells so his own bread? Ma- they have to make their make or sell their own bread. Right? Cannot do that? Well, so I'm guessing the guy at Subway had a shit pot full of money and and gave money to the California governor saying, hey, we're putting this in with no bread because Johnny gave us $2 million on the backside. Bread. So guess what? I'm predicting it right now. The McLoaf. The McLoaf is coming out. You're going to be able to buy a loaf of bread at McDonald's. That's crazy. That is such an absurd rule. It's stupid. I tried to investigate it this morning. I couldn't find the actual law to read it. I didn't like, spend what, much time on it. But What's the point? Things but, like that drive it, me crazy. Yeah, because it's, well, it's weird. But if the market like, if the market is twenty bucks, here's mm-hmm. here's my problem with the 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 thing. Anybody mm-hmm. that's worth their gold weight in gold is yeah. making fifteen bucks an hour, right? Yeah. If you're mm-hmm. worth a crap at all, you have the ability in the food service world to make fifteen, twenty, twenty five bucks an hour. Yeah. Right? Yeah. With a little effort mm-hmm. and a good work ethic. And showing up on time, whatever, you have that ability to make that happen. Right? Yeah. So you would think it would be that easy. No, no, no. It's it's pretty easy. 
it actually like is that, pretty easy, but I feel like you that know, doesn't carry though time, for everybody. Right, but most of the time food service jobs and I feel like we try mm-hmm. and treat it differently, but f- food service jobs are usually a stepping stone job, right? So they're a stepping stone that hey, it's a part-time job for everybody. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of high school kids or college yep. kids working that. Mm-hmm. They don't, so those people don't need a living wage, right? right. Because they're living with mom and dad, right? Uh-huh. Or on the other they're end, college, you, get, you no. get a lot of retired people that I see mm-hmm. working that they're on Social Security, but they want more, right? They mm-hmm. want more, so yeah. they work to get more. It's not that they yeah. need more to survive. Mm-hmm. They they want more, so they want more, so they work more, and I and I, I applaud that. But mm-hmm. very rarely, in a non-managerial role that pays under fifteen bucks an hour, do you see somebody in the food service business that that's their career. Now we have a lot of people that I want it I to be their say. career, mm-hmm. but we're also not. You know, there's nobody that earns under fifteen bucks an hour. Now they may get paid twelve or thirteen or fourteen bucks an hour. But mm-hmm. by the time they get done their entire package with tips and everything, we yeah. have very few people that make under 20 bucks an hour. Okay. And, and still, I still think that's very, that's a very hard wage to live on. Yeah. It, it is. is. It is. You know, so, so there's this, this generational thing. And I didn't think where this was going, but there's this generational thing is when I grew up, Mm-hmm. That if you were going to have a job in an apartment that didn't pay enough, what did you do? You got you got somebody, you got a roommate, right? Right. That's, that, that's well, what that's what happened. You had one or two or three or four guys live together in an apartment, or at our point, yeah. it was right out of college. It was Sherry and I. We lived together, you know, so mm-hmm. we had double income. So it wasn't that all on yourself. That is still pretty common. I mean, I don't, but that's yeah, not fair. No, yeah, no, I, I understand. I mean, it's I mean, not like I'm not open to a roommate, but... But you've made that jump, and your yeah. life would probably be a lot easier financially oh, yeah. with a roommate, but you're able to make it down, oh, and, yeah. I applaud, and I applaud you for that, right? Because you've got that yeah. drive to, I mean, hey, I want to be a homeowner rather than paying rent to somebody else. And oh, when that was looked, because it was cheaper. I bought my house because it was... Yeah. Have a mortgage payment and build equity for $700 a month or get an apartment that was not very big for almost $1,300 a month. And that didn't include parking or a dog fee. So, so why? So it's like, why? What was the point? Right. So why don't people think like that? Well, it's kind of hard to buy. It's kind of hard to buy a house. Uh, I feel like. And a lot of the, and like, a lot of the times when they're starting out, they'll like people my age have roommates, and I wasn't like opposed to a roommate. I just didn't have yeah. anybody to room with. It's either right. that or move back in with my parents. Yeah. No, thank you, no, mom. Probably, I love you they, so they, much. They, they'd probably like but, that now. They'd probably yeah. like that now. They're being empty nesters. They probably like. Bro, that. they got another dog. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's cute as hell. His name's Simon. But yeah, but, empty but, nesters but also for like a couple I, months ago. Also, like also, I see the, you know, the people, you know, the younger generation. They don't want to mow mm-hmm. a lawn. They don't. They don't want to yeah, deal with anything sucks. associated with. Well, it sucks, but it's part of being the only a homeowner. Time, so yeah, the only time you ever hear me say, "I wish I was renting," was when shit hits the fan, or in my case, my plumbing goes out. And I'm or like, when this really a foot sucks. Of snow in the driveway, or when there's, I don't mind. I don't mind pushing. I don't mind, you know, shoveling snow. Yeah. Mowing the lawn. I also like doing that. I just don't have a lawnmower, so it's just more work to get that to my house. Because I don't oh, have a shed. Don't have a, I don't oh, have a place you don't to have pull. A lawnmower, so. I have to have my dad like come the out. the old days. Just get you a lawnmower and then put a galvanized bucket over the motor so when it rains, it doesn't rain on the motor. Uh, yeah. No. No. It, no. We're in pass on that. Um. But yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's, a lot of it is like the whole luxury of like, if something happens, I don't have to pay for it. So in the long run, it might seem cheaper, but it's not, it's still not. 
Right. So, it's, so I see all these apartments and, and whatever. Yeah. And, you know, one of the other things that we had talked about was growing the business in different segments mm-hmm. of the business. And I think yeah. that's kind of the segue because in order to be successful, oh, yeah. you got to know you your crowd, grow. right? Yeah. You know, so that's why we kind of, you know, came up with the ornery chicken and the crafty Mac, right? So mm-hmm. barbecue is barbecue. Barbecue is comfort food. Mm-hmm. Barbecue is isn't you know the old retirees love the daily specials the hot roast beef mm-hmm. and the chicken fried steak and you know it, it's yep. the comfort food and yeah. every almost everybody loves barbecue but the younger mm-hmm. crowd they like barbecue but they like the they like the twist they like the adventure and mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about yeah. this way back on they yeah. like the adventure of different things and it's hard for us to do that at the barbecue restaurant it's tough. Yeah. You know, and we've talked right. about that many times that yeah, one single is... menu item in that restaurant, you got you got to teach 90 people how to do it. Yeah. Right? Whether it's a cashier, somebody on the prep line, somebody on the front line, somebody in carry out, bartender, everybody has to know everything yeah. about it. So it's really tough to get that message out, right? Right. Almost to the point that I've talked about putting big graphics in the kitchen, whatever menu board type stuff in the kitchen that just, when we have communication that we want everybody to know, Mm -hmm. it's up there. Hey, we're introducing this new sandwich. It's this and this and this and this, and it'll be prepped by this person. Yeah. Just kind Mm -hmm. of a, instead of writing notes on a board, we have it spread far out so that if I want somebody and everybody to know something, I can just go into the software and put it in. Hmm. You know, just as a way of communication, but that's tough. So Mm -hmm. that's why we did the ornery chicken and the crafty Mac. And that's why our spicier sandwiches fit, go Mm -hmm. to the younger generation. They love it. It's a great sandwich, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's a matter of being, keeping up with the times because it's reaching that segment that the barbecue segment doesn't reach. Yeah. That makes sense. Because as you grow and as I have different ideas, for stuff, why I have different yeah. ideas is once you get into the into the restaurant business, mm-hmm. barbecue is just a segment. So if you can yeah. successfully run a restaurant, if you can run a barbecue restaurant, which I would say is one of the toughest restaurants to run, just because of the higher cost of food with the food cost associated mm-hmm. with proteins. And when you put something in the smoker, you lose 50% of the weight of it. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time to cook most barbecue, your briskets mm-hmm. and your pork butts and your main staple items, your burn-ins, everything you sell takes a long time to cook. Yeah. You know, it's 12, 13, 14 hours to cook. So you have to predict. So it's tough that way. But once you become good at running a restaurant, mm-hmm. it's very easy to open other restaurants. Right? That makes sense. I mean, I've yeah, got my eyes you're... on a breakfast restaurant. It'll be, I'll swallow it up. You know, because it's super easy, right? Because right. it's all about, and, and, and MLX goes, oh my God, Darren's on a roll again. But it's all about building your business. Because yeah. like we've talked about before, mm-hmm. if you think you're going to get rich running a little barbecue restaurant on the street corner that's only open a few hours a day, that's only going to do $250,000 worth of sales in a year, I'm here to tell you, you're going to work your ass off. It's going to be yours. It's kind of like you own in a home, right? It's going to be yours. Nobody can take that away from you. Right. But you're never going to get to the point that gets you the freedom of being away from there and hiring a level of management that can manage the daily operations. Right. So it's all about scaling. It's all about Mm -hmm. scaling. And so I'm constantly looking for the next opportunity. You know, you got the ghost kitchen. Is there opportunity in the ghost kitchen? You bet there is. We're only open five Always. days a week, Wednesday through Sunday. We're only mm-hmm. open 11 to 7. There's opportunities. Yeah. There's probably so late many. night opportunities of Ooh, stuff yeah. well, that most any? people aren't open. In Ankeny? I don't know. Maybe not in Ankeny. And that's the problem. That's part of the problem with ghost kitchen is it's an it's Ankeny. An Ankeny. <laughs> and Ankeny's yeah. just a... Ankeny kind is of, a chain restaurant it's a f- town. Yeah, it's a family, like, want it quick and easy and can just go straight through a drive-thru, you know? Yeah. 
It is. It's a Ankeny is a very we would thrive if we could get a location. It's like closer to downtown on a Friday, Saturday night, and I could schedule my food to be ready for pickup as soon as I'm done at the bars. We would thrive hmm. in that department. I think personally, because I would kill. Do people still go to bars downtown? Oh yeah, they do. It's getting better. Yeah, I'm going this weekend. Well, so it, it used to be until Court Avenue became dangerous. A, a well, dangerous. I think it's. I think Court Ave's kind of. I mean, might be kind of switching its pay. It might be on the up and up. I'm not gonna say that. I mean, I know they fully. had some. I know they had a lot of bars that shut down because of. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they reopened in and them said, in different you know locations, We're closing everything at ten o'clock at night. Yeah, well, they did that. Yeah, they had a last year's New Year's Eve. They had a curfew, so they were closed before midnight. It's like, well, that's gonna hurt everybody. Yeah, I mean, I've only been to Court Avenue a couple times. You know, yeah, out you know at night. Yeah, you know, oh, friends yeah. go, hey, let's go to Court Avenue. In my younger years, and we had a lot of fun. Yeah, it's we nice. A, I we mean, once had a it's... boys' night out downtown with all my high school buddies, and ooh. yeah. Yeah, let's Quite just say, crazy. let's just say it was it was crazy. Ended up in a wrestling match in the back of a country in a in a company Outlaws. van with our bartender driving, oh. um, because they were sober and we called them and said, "Hey, can you bring a company <laughs> van and get us?" But blood all over the place from a wrestling match. A friend of mine having to take a whiz no. really bad. And so I'm standing next to him at the bar, and he's not paying attention. I'm like, Doug, what are you doing? Shut up. I'm pissing. Oh, did I just say Doug? <laughs> Whoops. But that was downtown. You know, downtown yeah. was, was crazy and ruckus. And I didn't know if that it's, scene was still it's, close I off mean, the it's, street. They, yeah, they do that. I mean, it's like super cop infested. So, like, if you're friends. Cop infested. <laughs> It's they're everywhere. They are you mean everywhere. Patrols, you mean patrolled for safety? Yeah, well, yeah. That's probably a nicer list. I didn't think that's just the way I thought of saying it. But like, you have to be careful because if you even look—I mean, this is not for me. It's for my friends. But if you look slightly white girl wasted, we're gonna have issues. So, really? gotta please explain. Oh, what do you mean? I, being I want white to girl go wasted. From running a barbecue business to white girl <laughs> wasted. Well, you know, just. Drunk is drunk as a skunk. Can't get can't get much worse. And if you can't stand up, they're gonna come up to you. So the, co- you gotta the cops are gonna come up to you. Yeah, I mean you can still get. I didn't know if you meant the guys are gonna come up and try. No, and no, break cops. You or Sorry. The cops. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa! What? That is such a jump. That is such a jump. Why would you say? That? Oh my gosh. Anyway, it, it reminds me of a saying when we were in college, right? Oh, so my buddies would go out to the bar, and one of them said, "I'm going ugly early." I said what? And he goes, "Yeah, if you take the, if you take the uh, ugly girl oh home early from the bar, you can get done with her, and you can come back to the bar and get one of the drunk, cute ones later." <laughs> oh my god! Go ugly early. That is. I lived in a different generation. It was so much fun. I mean, you really, it's really not that different, but. It's not? No. We you're just, just don't say it. You just don't, you just, you just don't, don't say, it. say it. Oh, you just don't say it. It's not, oh, God. It's not proper. Yeah. Anyway, back to the business. I just, that was a, <laughs> that was a bad tangent. Good tangent. Good tangent. Good memories. But yeah, yeah, so it's so it's all about catering to that crowd, you know. Mm-hmm. And how do you do that? Is it, is it a food truck outside the bars, which are very popular? Right? Yeah, that was that's a. I think that would be a good idea too, because yeah, people drunk people just want food. They just want food. They need food. Yeah, it's yeah, not that they yeah. even want it; they need it. Dude, the fact that like Taco Bell is really the only thing that's open anymore when the bars close, and it's takes forever to get to one. When you're downtown. Hmm. So they just need more options. That, like, you could get Fong's Pizza, but there's always an absurd wait down there. And also, it's kind of pricey for when you're drunk. Why I feel like. Well, yeah, because they, you know, they and don't I care think there's, because people are going to pay. Yeah. I think there's one. I can't think of its name. But there's 
downtown, kind of close to Fong's. There's like this underground burrito place. I can't think what it's called, but it's a pretty good location too. It's right next to Fong's, but also even closer to the bars. So people go there, but there's not many options. There should be more. So I need to start looking for that, you know, because yeah, yeah. that's a whole different crowd to hit. Well, it's a whole different crowd to hit, you know, it's just, and it's food. Doesn't matter what the food is, what's, what food's good that drunk people want. You know, like yeah, in Iowa crazy. City, I know my buddies always talked about the Euro guy. So they'd come out of the bar mm-hmm. and here was the Euro guy with the yeah. street food cart, which mm-hmm. works during the summertime when people aren't yeah. in college. But when it gets to be wintertime and the dead of winter, yeah. you know, it gets a little suck. tougher. So there's not a huge window there. Because when it's 20 right. below, I'm assuming people are running to their cars, not running to a food truck. Is that not true? No. When you're drunk, you're warm. Oh. Well. No. But I like to be responsible, so most of the time I'm driving. So I don't know. Right. But back to the business. You know, so it's it's about capitalizing on the crowd. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about capitalizing and figuring out if you spend more time figuring out what the customer wants. Yeah. Then that's where your opportunity is. So don't get stuck mm-hmm. in a rut that says, I'm just a barbecue guy. If the no. customer wants comfort food or if the customer wants chicken or whatever, if the requests come in, you don't want to change. It's like at the bar, you know, somebody walks in and say, hey, I want peanut butter whiskey. So we buy peanut butter whiskey and they don't come in anymore. And we have peanut butter whiskey on the shelf for whatever. And then we <laughs> sell it at a discount to get rid of it six months later because we're sick of inventorying it and it's going to get old. Right? Yeah. That one seemed a little like it was coming from experience. Oh, all kinds of experience. When we first started <laughs> our, when we first started our bar at the, the second Avenue location, I told Sherry, I said, okay, we're going to have one vodka, one whiskey, a gin, a rum, whatever. We're just mm-hmm. going to have, Jack Daniels yeah. and Captain Morgan and Bacardi and, and Tito's and whatever. We're only going to have five or six things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we inventory 120-some bottles every week. You know, just I didn't realize crap. it was that many. Oh, there's just crap. Yeah. Stuff that we'll never... I mean, we have scotch we sitting there that we'll never, mm-hmm. ever get in drink. Oh, and one of our problems is a lot of people don't know we have a bar. Yeah, and, crazy and I feel like our front door and the cheapest beer in town. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think a lot of our, I mean, we're, we're big in lunch and a lot of people don't drink over lunch. Right. Right. So. Yeah. Interesting. Um, what else? Yeah. Anything else? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Do you have anything else? I don't. I'm always running out of content ideas, so. You know, I like to talk about things. I, I, I did I did last night. I was having a conversation. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a friend in southeast Iowa and he's a news he's a news writer. He's also a teacher. Hey Buck. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Buck. But anyway, Buck's a, a you know, grew up with Buck. And mm-hmm. on the side he writes for the Burlington Hawkeye. And he okay. he just he loves to write. And mm-hmm. you know, so for years he's written for the Burlington Hawkeye. And he and he wrote a book. He wrote a book about our high school football team. And I don't know how he has this vivid memory. And he got input from other people, not me, mm-hmm. because I don't remember shit. But yeah, that he, checks out. he wrote this book and he only published it to like five of us or six of us, this book. Hmm. And he says, okay, I'm done. I wrote my book. Well, so we win the Hall of Fame and he goes, hey, I want to write an article for the Hawkeye about you winning the Hall of Fame, you know, kind of the mm-hmm. local hometown boy. And I said, okay. So he goes, I'll send you 15 questions. And so he sends me 15 questions. And I mean, they were amazing questions. Mm-hmm. I, I have never been asked by a reporter such intricate, detailed questions that whatever. And I thought maybe we should do a podcast. I, I'd love to have Buck on a podcast if he's, you know, sometime we yeah. find out when he's not teaching. But yeah. Um, talk about writing so i answered all these questions took me 10 minutes i had a lot of fun i told him i said i've never had more fun 
replying to interview questions than I did here. They were just intricate and whatever. And he, he's like, let's write a book. He goes, I want to write a book about you. And my wife, of course, she's like, yeah, do that, do that, do that. And I'm like, well, I'm not sure anybody's going to buy this book. And so just for the shit of it, I, I got on chat GPT last night and I said, write a book about Darren Worth and Smokey D's barbecue. And it just you did off. not. Oh, I no. did. And it, it whipped no. off this entire book. No way. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'll send it to you. I'm going to do even, it right I, now and see if I, I get print, one. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy. Right? And it wrote this book, book. And, and it just gave me like five chapters to the book. And it talked about just things. It wasn't anything detailed, but I'm like, this is a great basis. Now you could take that and just make it more in detail and put stories. And, but I mean, it was just crazy. You did it right. A book about Darren Worth from what? Did you um, after here, the Darren Worth? Hang on, hang on. I'll look. Can I look up the old chat? If you guys, I love Chat GPT. It's it's very interesting. I love Chat GPT. I said write a it's book right about Darren Worth, the owner of Smoky D's Barbecue in Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. He. If this actually sends. Oh, it will. It will. Holy shit. Yeah, it goes on. Darren Worth's love on. affair with barbecue began. The <laughs> unlikeliest places. A small town in Iowa. That's what it says. <laughs> I wonder if it wrote the same thing for me. Oh, the secret to Smokey D's success wasn't just the food. It was the warm hospitality, the sense of er, community, the dedication, er, and the dedication to providing customers with unforgettable dining experiences. Darren and Sherry created a restaurant where friends, families, and barbecue enthusiasts alike could gather to savor the simple pleasures of life. What a bear. <laughs> or what a well, sentence. So, so what's interesting is when I did that, it didn't last night, it didn't mention Sherry. Oh yeah, but yours she's just here. mentioned Sherry. So I think every day yeah. we just we're gonna do this. Every day we're gonna go to chat BBT and whatever. And by the time we get fifteen of these, we'll have a book. It's just a matter of sorting them. This is a BS, but it's kind of fun. <laughs> Smokey D's wasn't built overnight. Darren's relentless pursuit of perfection led him to explore different barbecue regions and styles from Texas to Kansas City to the Carolinas. He sought out mentors and experts who could help him help him refine his craft with each smoke ring and savory bite he inched closer to the barbecue heaven he envisioned it's just cheesy as hell it's, but isn't that crazy oh, that's, so good, funny. that's actually hilarious it's crazy is that still i got free? 10 chapters is, is, yeah it you is did? okay so i want you to copy well, that and send it to me you can download it's not it. really chapters it's like yeah. Right. I mean, they're paragraphs, but I want, I want you to send that to me. I want you to. Oh, it, it, there's the arrow there where you can copy it and and paste it and send it. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I want to compare the two. Did you but... just tell me how to copy and paste? Shut up! I did. <laughs> I did. Dude. I mean, I know I'm like a little bit older now, but I'm not that old. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> teach me how to do my own thing. Uh... I'd already copied and pasted. You it. sent it to it my just... text. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just closer to where I was at. I'll email it to you. Yeah, see, there's the... Um, I'm going to do what's easiest for me, not what's easiest for Dad. Whatever. Okay. Anyway. So, if you're not using okay. ChatGBT... You should. You should. I it's love it. smart. You should. It's, it, it, I've it's done, crazy. I've done... I've made quite a few things in Chat. Most of our captions actually come from ChatGBT. Not to give out all my secrets. It's hard to come up with captions every day. So. It is. Hey, use that. So I also used AI. it for some other we're stuff. AI. It's a scary world, but... Yeah. That's fine. We're not, like, that into AI. There was an article I read, well, I skimmed, about how a guy had an AI girlfriend. Like, he pretty much chat GPT, a girlfriend. And to impress her, he tried to... Tried to break into, I think it was a castle of some sort. It was some England thing. But I was like, wow, this shit's crazy. Crazy world. Crazy made up world. Okay. But well, anyway. I think that's about enough. We're, we're starting to ramble. Mm hmm. Yeah. 
But if you want to learn a lot about yourself, just go type yourself into ChatGPT and ask him to write a book. I feel it. like that might not be for everybody. Yeah, maybe not. But still fun. I feel like None, nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, episode okay. twenty-nine. Cue the mic. Until, ne- until uh, next time. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, and follow us. We are at the Q or at Q the Pi- Mike. What at Q the Mike podcast? At Q the Mike go. podcast. Yeah. On. Um, <laughs> Instagram, Threads, TikTok, X, Twitter, whatever you call it, and YouTube. Um, YouTube. Yeah. We love watching those follower accounts go up. Um, it also, we've been trying to, you know, get more insight on how many listeners we actually had. So um, if you guys could download this episode on whatever pod- podcast platforms you're on, it just kind of shows us that you're here and um, we can get, you know, more information on who's listening and kind of our demographics and stuff and all that good, all those good analytics that I love. So yeah, download this episode, save it for later. Listen to it again. If you want. I listen. I listened um, to our last one this morning on my walk. Randy Twyford. Yes. Well, you didn't get to listen to the whole thing. I didn't you get to listen to the that. whole thing and you didn't even know that. I did not. It, well, cause it, it uploaded the whole, the, it didn't download the whole episode. It uploaded the whole my, file. I got my done with my two mile also, walk, and I'm like, "Hey, we didn't cut it off like that." Randy never got to talk. Yeah, well, and also I was surprised. I was surprised my mom didn't say anything because she listened to it like first thing Tuesday morning. Hey, mom, did you even notice? It was a hard cut off. Yeah, huh. come on. Um, but no, it's updated, so you guys get the whole okay. episode now. Sounds good. Anyway, yeah. So until next time. Okay. That was Q Mike. See See you guys next week.